0: You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network.
1: Hi folks, and welcome to episode 17 of the Let's Talk Apple podcast. I'm your host, Bart Buschatz, and this is the show for January 2015. Joining me today, I have a wonderful panel, as always, in no particular order, we have uh, Gaz Maz from the MyMark Podcast. Hi, Gaz.
0: Good evening, Bart. Uh, yes, very well, and looking forward to the show, as oh, usual. Good.
1: Well, good. It'd be terrible if you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> if we couldn't even get into it, how could we ever hope the listeners would? <laughs> um very true. Also from the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, we have Nick Riley with us. Hi, Nick.
2: Hi, Bart. Good to be back.
1: Indeed. And uh, one person in a different time zone, so only one person who could have gotten confused but didn't. We have Adam Christensen joining <laughs> us from the Madcast. Hi, Adam.
3: Hey, how are you doing?
1: Not too bad. Well, I was going to say not too bad, but no, I have a horrible cold and I'm cranky. But I won't let that yeah. stop me.
3: That's good.
1: Um, before we kick into news from this month, I need to make a correction from last month. Um, I got my BBC programs mixed up. Um, I think I attributed the hit job on Apple to the BBC Horizon series, who make fantastic science and math documentaries, when I actually meant the BBC Panorama series, who do some politicy stuff that I've never quite found to my taste. So uh, apologies to the great people in Horizon for mixing you up with the people in Panorama. So lots of UK people sent me grumpy tweets about that, so sorry about that. Uh, I will aim to do better. Anyway, let us kick into the news for January. Um, first off, a whole bunch of notable numbers, which I think is probably normal for a January show because 2014 has just ended and so everyone is doing some math and trying to make it into a new story. Um, the first one is that Android dominated physical shipment numbers. So in terms of mobile devices shipped, there were 1.1 billion Androids shipped in 2014, which is a not insubstantial number. Anyone in... Pressed by that, or
2: it's a big figure,
1: it is. It's also made up to put it in context 63% of global connected devices. It's, it's the... so, so, do we know what that includes? Tablets and smartphones and iPod touchy
3: things, <laughs> PC, PCs, PCs as well. PC, I, mean, what the... I don't think there's too many PCs running Android.
1: I was, yeah. Hang on! If there's PCs
0: in there, because there's lots of things that could run Android, lots and lots of things.
3: Right? It's anything. Smartphones, tablets, to the and PCs.
1: I mean. So connected devices really does mean does it have Wi-Fi or Ethernet that would appear to be the definition. But that can't be fifteen percent Windows. What is the is the PC market that small?
3: Maybe it is. Well, when you Lump it in with everything, sure. Yes, because yes. you're you're going up against smartphones and tablets and
1: uh yeah, I suppose. Wow. That's imagine teleporting ourselves back fifteen years and having this conversation. That would just be so weird. It, it... <laughs> well, right. the figures would be completely turned around, wouldn't they, of course? Well year two thousand, Microsoft with Windows would not be at sixty odd percent. Let alone 15%. it would be near a 90, wouldn't it? 95, I believe, they peaked out. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And you have to ask, too, I mean, when they say Android, what are they talking about? Does this include any kind of forked Android that's running on any kind of Chinese device? I guess it's wherever they
1: can get their numbers from. Now, the numbers are from Gartner, so...
3: But you know what I mean. There, anybody can fork Android and put it on a thing. And I know mm. there's lots of Chinese manufacturers making really cheap tablets and really cheap phones that are running yeah. variants of Android. You know, somewhat similar to what Amazon does with the Fire.
0: True. And yet, Android uh, mobile devices, in particular phones, are dropping like a stone in price because most uh, or a lot of people are transferring over to the Apple. Uh, Devices and people who want to change their Apple device are, as I think Adam said, basically sticking with another
1: Apple device. Yeah, but a lot of people are replacing dumb phones with smartphones, and a lot of those people are going into the lowest of the low end Android. Sure. Yes. So, so the new dome phone for, is actually for a while. For yeah. a while. <laughs> well, assuming they give, assuming a lot of these people just want to make phone calls and perhaps send an SMS message to. Yeah, true, true. You know, they're ne- They don't. They, they probably got grumpy because your man wouldn't sell them a phone like they used to have, and you know. What, what jumps out at me here actually is that so if you take this holistic view of computer or computing devices, Windows gets fifteen percent, which is wow, small. But Apple, between their iOS and their OS X, are very close to that at 12%. I mean, when you think uh, about that's,
0: that's 2016, if, you, it, uh, oh,
1: if you're looking at that's the right. Yeah. Let me just move that's over one yeah, column. If you move. <laughs> Actually, two columns. Are- what? Gar- I hate Gartner. Can I just say I hate Gartner? <laughs> yeah. 2014. Okay. Ah. I'll put, oh, apologies, listeners. That 63% number was garbage. That is. So the chart says 2014, 2015, and 2016. That was very right, the They're making a prediction. Value. Oh, dear Amy. Okay, so it's about 50 50. Basically, half the devices in the world are Android, 26% of them are other. Now, that's
0: interesting. I mean, I didn't think there would be that many others to fill that, that amount.
3: That well, you've be... got to count, what, I mean, that probably counts Chromebooks, which are hugely yeah. popular, right? And running. Chrome OS, whatever. Yeah, well, that's that is. not
1: twenty six percent, but that must no, be some but I mean, some feature in phones there, in there, right? It must be feature yeah. phones. So then you are eleven percent for Apple and fourteen percent for Microsoft.
3: Again, remember this is counting smartphones, tablets, and personal computers. So it's yeah. anything that hooks up to the internet, basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it's a very interesting there. way to look at the tech market because we're not used to the, to doing it. You know, there was a time when laptops were separated from PCs, and we now look at that as daft. And this is kind of the next step, and it gives us a view of the IT world where Microsoft are not the behemoth we think they're.
3: Mm. Right. I, I think that's sure. the point they were making. I mean, that, that's the most interesting thing here, right? It's mm. like if you look at things that people are computing on, Microsoft is not the dominant player anymore. Yeah. By a pretty big margin.
1: Yeah. And Apple aren't doing too bad. for For a company that doesn't sell at the low end, you, uh, know, no. they're, they're, you know
3: for they're me, doing do about you know? sorry. sorry I was just going to say they were doing it they're doing about as well as they always have they've always had about 11% yeah. of the market That's you true. know somewhere in there 5 to 5 to
0: 10% and if they continue to keep that percentage with the market apparently still growing and then making <laughs> the most money any right. companies made in the last quarter. They are just going to sit back and rub their hands with glee because yeah. they still have a massive market to go for if they so wish.
3: Mm. Well, you know, if you, for them, it's about quality and it's about profit. Absolutely, you know. absolutely, yeah, yeah absolutely. If,
1: if you're making all of the profit and you're making really great devices, what is the incentive? To change what you're doing. I mean, who would look no, at a company oh, no. like that and say, "Oh, you need to change what you're doing and go after no. the low end of the market."
0: I mean, no, no, absolutely not. And that's not their ethos. That's precisely, no. you know, the other that's that's not them at all.
3: Yeah. Well, o- only dumb analysts and Wall Street people because they think it's going to somehow <laughs> change the change the dynamic. But what they don't realize is it doesn't. I mean, it. Everybody who competes on the low end, in my mind, it's a flip-flopping thing. You might be able to make some traction for a certain number of years let's call it five, ten years, hmm. but then somebody else is going to come along. Look what's happening to your Android devices. They now have that, what's that Chinese mobile company that's kind of eating their lunch on the low end now? I can never oh, remember. Oh, Xiaomi. Uh, okay,
1: yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, there's always an opportunity for someone to come in and just, you know, cut that sliver of a margin, bottom margin out, and then you're sunk. I mean, you don't have any place to go.
1: Yeah, by definition, if you're working at low margins, there is no safety net. I mean, look at poor Dell, if we're going to go back to the PC market. They went from dominating everything to being a a, a
3: sort of a a sideshow. Right, yeah. So, you know, and Apple, you know, has been consistent. They have a small percentage, but they have a quality percentage of the market that they can work with. And that's what they've always stuck with. And I hope they never change because, you know, that was what has gotten them through all these times and all of the people saying Apple is doomed. And how yeah. many times have we heard that story and had it not play out? And I really think that's a testament to the fact that Apple knows their market, they know their customers, and they don't mess with it.
1: Yeah. Well, it always strikes me as very odd that the the, the analysts are just convinced that the only way to, do, to be a tech company is to go for the bottom. And at the same time, the same analysts think that companies like Porsche, BMW, Ferrari are doing great. And I'm like... Why is it okay for car manufacturers not to join a race to the bottom, but if Apple don't do it, they're somehow nuts or crazy and the most profitable company in the world? (laughs) My head explodes every time, but what do I know about finance?
2: It's also quite interesting, isn't it, from these figures. So they're saying 2.3 billion devices Mm -hmm. shipped worldwide. That um, It's not exactly half and half, but the number of tablets and the number of notebooks sold aren't that far away from one another.
1: Yeah, that, that is a long way to come in a short amount of time. Mm. But phones take the biscuit. Yeah. By a long way. Yeah. And uh, we're not even onto the main stories yet. No. Well, but I, these things can be interesting. Like I, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, a different number that is so that was a good news story for, for, for Google, for Android. A less good news story is what's happening with their poor Lollipop uh, Android release. It's two months since it came out with great fanfare, and um, the adoption rate is so low that it's not even showing up in Google's own numbers because it is a statistical aberration. That's not how it goes on the Apple platform. Or even, frankly, on the Windows platform.
2: But this is, this is a lot to do with the fact that Android um, phones are actually... Whether you get the Lollipop upgrade is mm-hmm. down to your supplier rather than down to Android.
1: What's down to, depending on where in the world you live, it may be down to three people. So Google, make it and release it. Great. Then it goes to the people who make your handset, who then add in their bits and bobs. And then it may go to your carrier for another round of tweaking. So by the time it gets to you, it's A, a lot of time has passed. And B, if you don't have a particularly modern phone, they just may not care. It, it, and to that point and to the previous
0: point, is the Kindle Android? don't believe so,
1: unless you mean the no. Fire.
0: The, yeah, they're not based on it, and the, it's their own operating system, is it, Amazon? Well,
1: it depends on which you mean. So the Kindle Kindle, most well, certainly not. The Kindle Fire doesn't use is, the Android brand name because it has no right to it whatsoever, but it does use Android open source code. Right.
3: right. Okay, sporked. and I it's wonder... I, Android.
0: Yeah, so I wonder whether that count, going back to the previous story, is included in those figures as well.
1: If logic were to come into it, it would be an other.
0: Right,
3: yeah,
1: okay. But I'm not right. necessarily... Sorry, I, I, it is a Gartner story, so...
3: I, I don't yeah. think, with Gartner there, I don't think there's logic. I, I'm guessing they lumped anything that's even forked Android into Android.
1: Yeah, it would be interesting to know, but I guess they were probably driving it. They wanted it to be about 50-50, so that's where the data went. <laughs> and there was nothing they could plot on a scatter chart with two axes, so I don't know how they managed to make a chart. I seem to be obsessed with that. Anyway, um... On the other hand, by contrast, half of the Macs alive today—shall we say, not half of the Macs ever shipped, but half of the Macs running today—are running Yosemite. So that—that's how it should be when you release a new OS. And uh, what really got me excited as a programmer person is that uh, Swift, which is Apple's entirely new language that only works for Apple stuff, has jumped forty-six places in the last—I think it's quarterly. Uh, in the Red Monk programming languages rankings, which basically they, they look for interest in programming languages through a whole bunch of metrics, including stuff like how much is happening on GitHub in that language. And they rank basically which languages have developers' mental space. And for, object- uh, for Swift to jump so quickly is kind of impressive. It's uh,
3: yeah.
0: It's... Does that does that give it some momentum moving forward as well, or is that just because the the number of places down at that level can easily be breached, as it were?
1: Well, okay. So the number of places jumped doesn't mean much on its own. So let's give another number, which is where they jumped to, which is twenty-two from sixty-eight. From sixty-eight. So that's. You know, they are definitely going to be a top twenty language next quarter.
0: Uh, okay, but but to to you know a non programming person's ears, sixty eight to twenty two sounds a lot. But are there lots of non pro non descript programs in there which are easy for a? an apple language especially you know coming from the big giant to be able to jump that amount of places or do we think that actually the amount of momentum it seems to have could continue and it could actually be uh, a language which is actually being used by a lot of people and recognized as being a uh, a a viable language which everybody wants to learn
1: I, i to me looking at it it's indicative of of people really buying in So, to me, it shows that there is interest in developing for Apple's ecosystem, and perhaps also that there are lots of people like me who think Objective-C is the spot of Satan. (laughs) (laughs) I may be reading too much into that, but I have wanted to develop for iOS and OS X, and every time I try to learn Objective-C, my brain goes, nope, it does not compute, this language is crazy, and I give up. Whereas Swift, actually, I've been tinkering with it a bit, and Swift does not make my brain explode. So I think it's quite likely that I will end up probably doing those. Uh, it's not in the show notes, but there's a Stanford have released their iOS development course, and this year it's in Swift and it's in iTunes U. And I am almost certainly going to do that over my holidays at some stage.
2: I think there's awesome. a good. Ch- I think there's a good chance actually that it'll it'll continue to climb because just a f- couple of paragraphs later in the article it says that Objective C is ranked as ten. Mm.
3: Yeah, I mean, So, that, so if, that's it's if it's
2: going to replace Objective-C in a lot of people's minds and hearts, well, then then it's yeah. inevitably going to grow higher in the list.
1: I think so. And Apple took a gamble by not... Everyone sort of assumed that when Apple replaced Objective-C, they would take a language that had Mindshare and they would write their API to that language and bring it in. And that's totally not what happened. They just made up their own, which is very <laughs> Apple, but very risky. And it yes. seems to be paying off. Uh, now, the next number then, which also makes my head explode. If you go onto Flickr and you count the number of photographs uploaded by people based on their camera model, you will not be surprised to find that the number one manufacturer of cameras that take photographs that end up on Flickr is Canon. You probably also won't be surprised that Nikon is in the top three. But what might surprise you is that they're not two. They are three because Apple is the number two camera manufacturer of photos on Flickr.
0: okay right <laughs> sorry i'm going to it's jump in it's not a here.
1: qualitative analysis right they may be the no, worst no, no, photos
0: no, on Flickr. no 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 but i'm just going to make some points here. okay i'd love to know uh, the market share of canon uh and nikon cameras out in the marketplace Of those, I'd like to know how many can easily upload to Flickr, and I think these figures possibly have had a change, um, especially recently, although um, Apple devices have often been high on the count for Flickr, but Flickr have made their app a lot easier to integrate into uh, the ios devices and upload into the system and then flickr have also made their accounts free so and they've made the upload storage a lot easier so i wonder if all of those things combined have, have put this into the light i'm not trying to um, dismantle and say this is you know just because of all those things because i still uh, agree with you bart it's incredible that they're number two camera manufacturer on flickr but
1: I think when you, when you back off
0: and think about those other, other things, then that possibly is part of the reasoning.
1: I think it's definitely part of the reason, but that, I don't think that has an effect on the impressiveness because ultimately no, no, the fact not. that Apple make it easy is kind of a selling point.
2: Yeah. yeah I mean, the easier you make it, the more likely people are to use it, aren't they? Absolutely.
1: And the thing is... Yeah. We've got we've gotten here quite a few years ago, but we're at the stage where you can upload a photograph from your iPhone without the apologising paragraph underneath saying "terribly sorry about the quality, but I only had my camera phone with me." Yeah. Uh, you just post it now, and people go, "Oh yes. wow, fantastic shot!" Yeah, and yeah. maybe someone will notice and go, "Oh wow, that was with a phone." Oh. But but you don't have to. I I remember you know with the iPhone 3G. I would apologise if I put something from that on Flickr. So I'm sorry, but I had nothing else, and you don't see a rainbow like that very often. Yeah, you know, but- I think I think
0: I think what's quite interesting is is also that they, they put the numbers further down in the fact that the iPhone four um, has a certain percentage, the hmm. iPhone four S has a percentage, the iPhone five C has, uh, you know, even the iPhone five C has two percent, whereas the Samsung Galaxy S three only has one point two percent. So. You know, a lot of people have said, oh, iPhone 5C, that's not selling very well, is it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but it's not doing what the analysts want and being cheap. No. But no, it's... Uh-uh. The thing with the iPhone is the actual hardware is is good, but it's probably not, any, it's not a better chip than what's in the other ones because Apple don't make their own camera sensors. They do make the image processing onto the system on a chip, but, you know, a lot of it is the same hardware. But Apple's software behind that hardware is superb yeah and therefore with very little effort great photos pop out
0: well as as per most of their devices they work with what they've got
1: Mm. i mean the panorama mode on the iphone has yet to be beaten in my mind Uh, uh, oh
0: yeah it is superb i've got to say it is absolutely superb
1: it's because i've tried pano stitching over the years and i invariably end up going do you know what i'll just post four pictures because that way (laughs) it'll be something coherent Whereas now I just slide around the little accelerometer tells me if I'm going crooked, so
3: I don't get silly panos, and it it just works. I love it. When do we know when these numbers were pulled? Let me <laughs> just see. Just out of curiosity.
1: I'm imagining because you can Cause see I'm, these numbers. <laughs> has, the I followed sharing, the, done some number crunching XF data, so it looks to be 2014 data.
3: Yeah, it looks like it's 2014 data. Right. Well, because I. I I am looking at the list here, and I went to the details, and um, it's interesting because they have not broken out by the overall camera brands owned on Flickr in 2013-2014, and that's where you get the 2014 numbers with Canon number one, Apple number two, mm-hmm. and Nikon number three, and then right under that, they have top individual cameras owned on Flickr, and they break it down by model, and right. the iPhone leads... Top three on that, and then Canon is fourth. So they've got and and what's in there is iPhone five, iPhone 4S, and iPhone four. So where's not a site? 5S in twenty fourteen, not a not a six or a six plus. So I just find that interesting. Yeah, that, yeah. Like, so you think they might be number one? Well, where's <laughs> I don't see the five S in the top 10. How could the 5S not be in the top 10 in 2014?
1: That does seem a bit unusual. <laughs> so so when did the 5S come out? Mid-year in, 2013. 2013.
3: 2013. Right? Yeah. So, for the entire year of 2014, where people had 5Ss, it doesn't even make the top 10 ranking. That does yes, sound a bit strange. Could be an 11, 4S and 4 are it could be eleven. Yeah, I it could like be it. an eleven, right? <laughs> <laughs> but with the, with the iPhone five oh, hey, 4, sir, 4, uh, 1, I, so I'm calling I'm calling suspect on these numbers. I don't.
1: Okay, but if you look at the top ten for cameras, uh, iPhone five, iPhone 4S, iPhone four five c, Samsung, Samsung. Hang on, sorry, I'm seeing six in there. iPhone six at one percent. iPad at open. Where, 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 where? Top cameras used on Flickr in 2014. I clicked on a PDF somewhere. I've ended up in a PDF. Right. a JPEG. Um, yeah, it's
3: JPEG rankings.
1: And the six is there, at one percent. And the iPad blesses it, cotton socks, and the iPad Mini <laughs> oh, blesses okay. cotton oh, socks. Yeah, 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 t- yeah you're yeah.
3: looking at the top mobile camera numbers. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it is there. It's just surprising. Well, where's the five S? It though? must be at eleven. The 5S I-S, is still not there. Yet. It must
1: be at eleven, right? Because almost all of that is Apple, right? But,
3: One, more two, three, So four, number four is the 5C. five six. Wait, wait. Number four is the five C, but the five S doesn't rank at all. They must be lumping the five and the five S together. That's the only thing I can think of.
1: Well, unless the X if can't tell them apart.
3: Yeah. Weird. I don't know.
1: But I mean. Of those top 10, right, 7 are Apple. So if there's one Apple device that's fallen down to number 11, it could very easily have done so. Because also, right, the difference between the 4S and the iPad mini is point... It, oh, wait, no. That's, <laughs> I'm just... When you're out in the wild, how many 5Cs do you
3: see? Quite a few, because a lot of my friends have them, but that's not a good sample. I, I, I see a bunch. I, I, I see a bunch, but, I mean, versus a 5S? Personally, yes, way more. Wow.
1: But I, I live in a student town. We have student budgets here.
0: Well, I've got to say at work, at work with, um, uh, I don't know many hund- hundreds of people are at work, there are more 5Cs on show than others.
1: I, I know a total of one person with a 5S, so I've seen the touch, the fingerprint thing work once.
3: All right. Well, then maybe this is accurate because I'm sure this is worldwide numbers. Here yes. in the States, I see far more 5Ss to 5Cs when I'm just out yeah. and about walking around. But I am in Southern California too, so…
1: What I find is weird is that uh, of the five C's I see, they're mostly white.
0: M- that, uh, five C's?
1: Yeah. It seems against the concept of a colour, but anyway. <laughs> what do I know? I obviously yeah. hang around with strange people. Sorry, sorry, right. friends. I think we've um, killed this topic. We may have done so. Um, one, one final number story, which is... I don't think we should dwell on it for too long, because basically I'm putting it here to say that the trend of the last decade continues... Apple grows way faster than the PC market as a whole. 18% growth, 7.1% global share. Great. Tick. Tick, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Legal news. I don't want to dwell too much on these because they're not terribly exciting. Um... Just an update on the anti-poaching case, where last we met this court case, uh, the the companies Apple, Google and friends had proposed giving 300 and something million, and the judge went no, that's that's not enough, and so now they're offering 415 million. So that's progress, I guess. Uh, A little bit sad is that after two years of attempting to negotiate, Apple and Ericsson are off to court to have a little fight over LTE patents. I don't want another one of these starting, but I have a feeling this is an epic on the way. So keep an eye out for Apple versus Ericsson. And then finally, a judge has dismissed the class action lawsuit claiming that Apple knowingly sold MacBook Pros with defective motherboards. Apparently the judge said, well, they worked for
3: years, so how can they have been defective? And that was in of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, I'll testify. <laughs> they didn't call me in to testify. No. Well, yeah, the judge I... said
1: two years shows they weren't defective. And I'm thinking... Apple Care is three, so two years doesn't sound like enough
3: to me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's enough to prove that Apple didn't knowingly know they were defective. I mean, if you put out a defective product and you don't start seeing problems for two years, you can't argue, oh, you knew when you shipped them that they were defective. Yeah, yeah, if
0: they knew and there's any documentation at all, they. They'd lose their skirt over it. I mean, come on, that it's is also that not, is an not what any to company do, is. Right? It's not what it's not what most reasonable companies do. But it well,
3: does, you know. and and knowing specifically what the failure is here is, I mean, this is a failure of the solder joints, and this is something that I don't think Apple just struggles with. I think it, it happens in general. So yeah, yeah. depending on heat and usage and and all these sorts of things. Now I've been a victim of this many, many times, and Apple has taken care of me every single time on it as well, so I can't really complain too much. It's a hassle, it's a pain, it's annoying that the the same issue keeps cropping up over and over in these models, and if I was Apple, and I'm sure they are, I'm sure they're looking to try and figure out how to address it, but you know, it's heat, metal, it bends, it flexes, it cracks, and something goes wrong, right?
1: Yeah, and of all the laptops I've, I've ever owned, the Apple laptops flex and bend the least. They're the most rugged and robust, and even then, there's still enough just little tweaks that that solder just gets a little bit stressed. And once, you know, once the lecky doesn't flow through it, that's that.
3: Yeah. yeah. But I, uh, you know, I had my I had my 2010 go in for three logic boards, and then Apple replaced it with a 2011, and I've now had my 2011 in three times, and it's on its third logic board. So
1: okay that's abnormally high though <laughs> oh, that, that's I'm just telling you what,
3: what can you really either stop... i have really bad luck or there's a problem
0: right you, you've he- got very human. you've got very heavy fingers
3: adam if you're typing too hard that's it <laughs> <laughs> i don't even type on it i have an external keyboard sitting on my desk <laughs> you
1: obviously live in a very humid place or something and it's just rusting <laughs> away in there there's something going on <laughs>
3: Yeah, Uh, I I do use my use my machine quite heavily. Although the fans don't kick on that much, and I kind of try and watch the heat, so I don't know, I don't know. But maybe this last one will last me. I don't. We'll see. We touch on some wood, if you Adam.
1: (laughs) Um, The last one then is that Monster have decided to sue Beats because Beats bought out Monster and then sold themselves to Apple, and Monster want some money now.
3: Right. They think it was planned.
1: As a non-lawyer non American lawyer, non person who really knows much about the business. This just seems like Sarah Grapes and someone went, Do you know what, we could throw some lawyers at it and we might get something.
0: Yep. So I love the way seen. you've put monster Sue's beasts.
1: Have I? <laughs> Oops. <Yeah. laughs> That's a, yes, wonder, you have. Was that autocorrect. No, because beats was is a, a Freud, English word. I'll tell
0: you what a, a, fr- a Freudian slip, but actually it
1: works. That's quite funny, but I'm, I'm gonna fix it before I put the show notes live. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, although I shouldn't fix it live on air. But then again, if I don't, I'll forget. Beats. B-E-A-T-S. There we go. Command S. Problem solved. How do I get this thing back into preview mode? There we go. Uh, okay, so that then brings us into our main stories. And the main story, the first we've already mentioned obliquely quite a few times. So um, Apple's first quarter of the year is the last quarter of the calendar year. So they get to start every year with Christmas. And as a result, in January, when they tell us all how Christmas went for them, they usually get to tell us good news. And this January was certainly not an exception, except that the news was even better than anyone has ever had ever, because Apple had the most profitable quarter of any corporation in the history of planet Earth, which is kind of good. <laughs> um, I would I'll say so. Give you the, the 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 actual numbers, so we have those out of the way. So and re- revenue, and, rem- and, and remember
0: most of the world's in a recession
1: <laughs> yeah tell me about it it hasn't been in a recession forever but yeah America's obviously doing better um which they are actually um 74.6 billion in revenue which is up from the same quarter last year of only 57.6 billion and the analysts on average thought about 63 billion and a half Earnings then were eighteen billion, which is the record profits ever. Uh, which is up from thirteen last year, so an extra five billion profit, not revenue profit, in just a year. Earnings per share is at three dollars and six cent, which doesn't sound like a lot when the shares cost like a hundred dollars, but okay. Uh, and that is up by about a dollar from last year, where it was two point zero seven. And analysts were only expecting it to be about two dollars sixty, so that again surprised the pants off them uh, you know that
3: just I'll point out I think that earnings per share number is one of the reasons why uh, Carl Icahn Icahn or Icon keeps yeah. calling for Apple to continue to buy back more shares yeah yeah right absolutely. push that price up
1: true oh okay, so there's less shares than earnings per shares goes through mm-hmm. the roof of course yeah make them scarce and yeah. then their margins apparently they were up by 200 basis points which I believe is 0.2 of a percent it's um, just
0: awesome that is
1: awesome. But basically, that's the standard margins for Apple, right? 39.9%. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, that that's what just, Apple do.
0: I think they dropped I, – I, I vaguely remember having this conversation with you uh, perhaps 18 months ago, two years, and they, they dropped down to about 37 or something, which, yeah, you know, that, that is something which they would then have planned to make sure they get back because it's margins which uh, – uh, especially um, analysts and um, – uh, the city likes to see a healthy margin, and that is a very... That is odd. a
1: healthy margin. That is not bottom-feeding. That is not, not... You mean, what it means to be working at the low end of the market with tight margins, that it means that your margins are not 30-something percent. Your margins are 5%, 10%, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another number that caught my eye is the amount of iPhones sold this quarter. So not ever. 74.5 million of them which I believe someone worked out is 1% of the world's population. <laughs> which is nuts. Someone obviously bought two. Uh, and analysts were only expecting 69 million, which already would have been impressive. So an extra 5 million they didn't notice being sold. So definitely good numbers. Uh, I, I,
2: must admit, I, I must admit, I do find uh, myself torn. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad to see that Apple is profitable. But, um, but the amount of money they sit on just seems obscene to me.
0: Well, well, but, yeah. But you when, well, are you talking are you talking about the 170 odd billion yes. dollars that they've got in the back? Billion. Well, yeah. we've got to be a little bit careful there because a lot of that money is in other places if and it's the, it, yeah, it's very difficult for them to actually utilize that money in perhaps a manner that we would expect. However, it does seem rather obscene that a company is sitting on that amount but uh <laughs> What can you say? Well, yeah.
1: as a co- a company like Apple that were literally two weeks from bankruptcy, is going to want a safety net of a few years of expenses. <laughs> right? You're, you're going to want to be able to go a few years without making profit. That's your safety margin. Is we have three years to coast, and if you're a company the size of Apple, three years of coasting is many billions.
0: Well, well, well yes, yes.
1: Right. So if you look at it, like if you imagine that they were a much smaller company and they had three years of coasting in the bank, you'd say, like, oh, that's very responsible. I yeah, know.
0: and they're not at three years of coasting yet. So we, they've got to get up to about two hundred and sixteen, two hundred and twenty billion before they can coast at current.
1: Yes. <laughs> right. And so that's, you know so it is obscene. money as well. <laughs> so it is obscene, but only because there's such a phenomenally large company.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, it, it's hard to get your head around the size of this company. And yet they're still quite lean and you know, the way they run their business is still... Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Do we know how many people they actually employ? We as in the planet do. Me as in Bart does not. I'm sure the number... Adam, exists somewhere. Adam
0: any, any idea at all? Perhaps that's something... It to, cause, I'm practically know, then...
1: Googling right now. I was just going to yeah, say, because... see what the Wikipedias have to say on the matter. Because I, I'm sure that the, it, it,
0: people then can compare them to the companies that they work in and, you know, roughly... Have a, 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 an idea of the sorts of money that the, Apple is making in comparison to the sorts of money that their company makes. With you know, equally there's a similar amount of people, or you know, far fewer or far more.
3: Well, you can go to apple.com/about/job creation, and they have they have numbers. Um, they do fancy marketing things with them in the U.S. They employ sixty six thousand. Right. So that's a hard number. According to um, the
1: Wikipedias, the full-time permanent employees of Apple is 72,800.
3: That sounds probably about right.
1: That's quite a lot of people.
3: But, you know, according to Apple, they, they uh, create or support Shh. one million Twenty-seven thousand jobs in the U.S.
0: Oh yeah, that, well, yeah, that will be all the subsidiary uh, jobs that go with it. Well, yeah. they, count,
3: they, everyone... count, they count They count app developers, you know, making yeah. apps yeah. and yeah. That but that
1: they should. Stuff. I mean, that is that is that is economy. Apple is driving, and also the person who delivers the coffee. They but, <laughs> have a job because but, but, but Apple. But have got a, but
0: a, but to for but just but every company does that every company has subsidiary people which hang off their tailcoats and you sure. could almost say that they are you know, um, part I, of that organisation. I just think Apple actually. has big coats. <laughs> they've got a train rather than a tail.
1: Yes, exactly. They're getting married. Yes. To another what, what, man, what, just to be Apple about
2: it. <laughs> one of the uh, things that did make me laugh, I must admit, was um, seeing that they, they refer to the $178 billion that they've got as cash. <laughs> I screwed up yeah. a duck or something. <laughs> yeah, you'd you'd need a very very large warehouse, wouldn't you? For <laughs> yeah,
1: Tim <laughs> for Cook could go swimming in his money at lunchtime. <laughs> but
3: yeah, I want I want to jump back to the to that iPhone number, the number sure. of iPhones sold. Because I my favorite fact was from Tidbits. Mm-hmm. They pointed out that you know with that number, that means Apple sold an average of thirty four thousand iPhones every hour of every day <laughs> for the entire quarter.
1: That's seven a second or something, I think, someone else worked out, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. nine or something seven, seven, seven,
3: nine. like that. Nine, yeah. That, that, Crazy.
1: That's, that's madness. So this is approximately an hour-long show. So how many did you say? 30-something 30 thousand? 34,000.
3: 34,000 iPhones will be sold by the time we finish this uh, this episode.
1: That's, abs- that, that, that's... You can't actually imagine numbers like that as a human being. That, that goes Could, beyond our comprehension. Can
0: <laughs> yeah, Adam. When you first started podcasting in the community that was the Apple community, did you ever mm-hmm. think that this would ever come to
3: fruition? No, and the proof is the name of my show. <laughs> yeah, yes,
0: of course. Point, well, yeah. I, well, you know, <laughs> equally, Tim Robertson started the My Mac podcast, which I right. do now with Guy, and it's right. yeah, exactly the same scenario. But the I
1: advantage think. of starting a podcast in twenty. 20- 13 is that mine is called let's talk apple <laughs> right
3: and i probably would have been called AppleCast or something else i well, mean there were only mac all apple sold pretty was much Macs. was Macs yeah. and you know a few accessories and some ipod things music players, right in the ipod and i wasn't doing an ipod show so
1: but like my previous sh- the previous show i was involved with is not that much older and it still was you know mac based yeah right you know, and it's naming, so it, yeah. it is a recent thing where we yes. just can't say Mac. We, we Yeah. Got to well, say.
3: the iPhone accounted for, you know, what percentage? I think oh, I had we, this in my we, notes.
1: We covered like, that graph in the last month's show. The iPhone is, like, hands down the winner of what makes Apple money. Like, completely and yeah. utterly hands down.
3: Yeah. So it's not even Macs anymore.
1: No, no. I think iTunes Store was ahead of Macs as well. So that little iPod took off, too.
0: I must admit, I went into the Milton Keynes store on Saturday um, to get an iPhone <laughs> fixed, um, and I went downstairs to have a look at the twenty-five, uh, sorry, the twenty-seven-inch um, Retina yes. um, iMac. And I looked around, and now, now I am out of the store and thinking about it and having this discussion. Mm-hmm. There were a damn sight more table space given up to iPods, iPhones, and iPads. Than oh yeah, there was to any max.
3: Yeah, you have got to search out the computers and those. Stores <laughs> yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Can I? Well, uh, oh, here, here's the number: two thirds of Apple's revenue for this quarter was from iPhone sales. Well, there you go. Two thirds, sixty six percent.
1: That's that is hands down the winner. Yeah, Gaz, can I just say you're a very brave man to go and look at that thing because I I don't want to see <laughs> <laughs> because then I will spend. Yeah, what I the, have not got.
0: well, the one good thing is. Um, but that I didn't have my own pictures to compare against. Uh-huh. So that just makes it a little bit easier to go, oh, well, it's just the same as in...
1: Oh, very pretty. Great. Move on. <laughs> uh, we should also say that, uh, to underscore this point completely, that in the previous quarter, Apple sold their billionth iOS device. And when I say sold, I mean they took it off the production line and framed it. They decided to keep the billionth one... Just cause, which I believe was a gold iPhone. Uh, but there are a, more than a billion iOS devices have been produced. I
3: had that it was. A, I had that it was a gray, a gray iPhone six plus. Oh, I, I thought it was
1: gold. Well, gray is nicer. I, I don't like the gold.
3: And I, they actually bought it back from the guy. I had read somewhere Gosh. they bought it back from the guy who who bought it. They like tracked him down and said, "You got the billionth one. We want it for our archives." Well, you wouldn't put it
1: that way around because if you put it that way around, they go, "Okay, that'll be a million quid, please."
3: Well, I don't and we don't know what he got for it. He might oh. he might have gotten a windfall. Oh
1: yeah.
3: And I think that came might have come from the Q&A. I haven't reviewed the transcripts, but.
1: interesting. Nonetheless, a billion, that's a lot of devices. Yes. Um
0: what's what's that, a 7th of the world's population. Yes. <laughs> <It's
1: a guess. laughs> yes, actually. Um Probably of more interest to people, not us, but Apple have, are yet again tinkering with how they classify things for these earnings reports, because it's a very interesting balance they play between telling people good news and obscuring stuff from the analysts so that they have the freedom to tinker. C-
0: can I say it'll probably less from the analysts, although that will be part of their strategy, but also the competition.
1: Yes, it is both, you're right, because that's why they don't tell us how many of which iPhone they sold, because that would make it much too easy to, uh, for the Sorry. competitors to focus their efforts. Yep. Um, so I, I don't think that's something we should be dwelling on too much in this show, but it is something we should mention, and it's probably to prepare the grounds for the iWatch, which is probably not going to sell gangbusters, at least for the first while, until it has time to pick up some speed, and they probably want to isolate themselves a little bit from too early a judgment, is my personal pet theory.
0: Agreed
1: based on knowing mm. very little about finance. So take that with a grain of salt. Uh, the other thing that I, that I sort of picked up as being important is there was a discussion of Apple Pay, which is something we don't have here in Europe, but I want to see do well because I wanted to come here. And I wanted to come here quickly. Uh, Two thirds of contactless payments in the US are now Apple Pay payments. The bloody service is only a couple of weeks old. <laughs> that, that's astounding. So Great. Uh, Tim Cook also said we'll get our iWatches in April
3: assuming everything to plan. yes good um, well, I, I'll get my iWatch in April
1: I may or may not watch, being a foreigner as it were I'm sorry
3: not. I had I had to rub it in yeah I know we, are, are, have we heard? Are they going to ship them internationally like they don't? I hope they don't do that. I really hope they don't. You know, we
0: haven't. We haven't. Heard, we all we've we've only heard that Tim Cook has now said it will ship in April, probably yeah. at the end of April. But April.
3: So, but, but we, we don't, don't know. know what countries. Like we don't know no. if Apple's going to no. limit no. the release, like they've done with iPhones in the past. And
1: well, every year the iPhone has been quicker. So Ireland has been a first tier country for quite some time now. So maybe we shall see. Um, also. Apple were the biggest luxury gift brand among Chinese millionaires.
3: <laughs>
1: okay, it's an interesting stat, but I'm not quite sure how, how you go about measuring iPhone over Gucci bags. Do you count up the price of all the bags, <laughs> multiply by the number of bags? Do you say that one iPhone equals one bag? I'm not quite sure how you do this, but it is nonetheless interesting that however you do the math, Apple end up in the picture at all. Um, And then the next two related stories are kind of schadenfreude. Um, So, Apple have had the best quarter of any company in the history ever. Samsung mobile profits are down 64.2%. And everyone is blaming the iPhone 6. Uh, Apple have also tied with Samsung for global smartphone unit sales, which is something I personally never thought I'd have to say out loud. That is, given that Samsung have tried to aim for the bottom... And Apple absolutely positively have not done that. How on earth are Apple selling as many phones as Samsung?
0: <laughs> and are Samsung known to be the biggest Android, uh, individual Android seller?
3: I believe so.
1: Well, they're certainly yeah. the biggest in terms of... They're trying to be the quality Android.
3: Yeah, it depends yeah. on what model you're talking about, more yeah. likely.
1: So, yeah. It, anyway, it's interesting contrast. Not a good year to be a Samsung shareholder. Better year to be an Apple shareholder. Um, the next major story I have down here is one that made me tray Cranky and uh, we have two representatives of the country that's responsible for this on the panel I will not hold you responsible for your Prime Minister um, <laughs> but David Cameron has decided that having any sort of privacy online is a terrible idea and should be stopped at all costs He's an idiot Okay, good. No, I think he's an idiot too <laughs> yes, uh, Unfortunately Adam you don't get spared this either because President Obama thought yeah that's a great idea <laughs> <laughs> i'm happy to say yeah, the irish been, prime minister been has dealing been dealing uh... with this
3: too
0: and yeah Look, no. I'm, I'm gonna defend i'm gonna defend this a little bit to be honest okay. with you because because i have done in the past what i think is being said and hinted at here very very badly is that um much like the police in a lot of sane countries have the right to come into your home if they gain a warrant. Mm -hmm. So I think what's being said uh, again, I'll say badly and not communicated well, or or perhaps this is just me um, saying what I think should happen is that if a criminal is focused upon and you have Uh, the the processes in place to get a warrant to see what that person has been doing, then that's what they're after. And at the moment, obviously, they can do what they want at will without them being able to access that information. Whereas if you were at home, the police could get a warrant, come in and see what you're doing. Now, we're in a world of computing which has moved that whole process on. And this whole back door, front door, double front door, triple front door, being able to get in so you can see is, is what's confusing the whole process. I wholeheartedly would give the right to um, officialdom to be able to, through the proper channels, get access to that information. The problem is, how on earth do you do that without giving up an, aw- an, aw- you know, an awful amount of, of private uh, data to other people?
1: I you know, first off, I think we we should be very careful not to fall into the trap of saying that uh, I, what David Cameron is asking for is a back door. Because, as you very Never. carefully hinted at, Gaz, that's not actually what he's asking for. And it's very easy to set up the straw man that back doors are a terrible idea, which they are, and then knock down that straw man and wipe your hands and say, "Done, we have dealt with this question." Yeah. But we haven't yeah. at all. So, two front doors is entirely plausible, particularly if you give the second front door key stays with Apple or whoever until there is a warrant, and then they act on the warrant, in which case you, as the end user, are trusting the company who you're trusting anyway. So you haven't particularly added a trusted party into the mix, assuming you have faith in the legal system, and then you get into this whole thing. Yes. Yes. So secret courts, then, which I'm afraid, Adam, is what aimed at your direction.
3: And You know, here's the thing is... You don't want to be the company that has to be constantly pestered or, you know, Mm. having these warrants come to you and say, we need this data and we know you know how to get in. You know, think about Apple. That's just not what they want to be dealing with. You know, it's not something a company should have to deal with. So the fact that they take the higher road and say, look, we're just going to we're going to lock this stuff down and wash our hands of it. You know, throw away the key. Basically, we don't have the key. No, sorry, Adam. It just keeps them out of the mix. I don't think they want to be embroiled in it, and so Hmm. they put their customers' privacy up front, and then they get out. They get out of it, right? And if the government needs needs to get in there, they got to they got to figure out a a different way. I I don't I don't like this idea of the government pestering private corporations to, to be involved. You know, this is the same kind of thing where you put ISPs in the middle of things or what have mm. you. It's just not a good practice.
1: I think you, ha- you, you can't divorce this discussion from the fact that we have in recent years discovered that three-letter acronym companies, GCHQ, and four-letter acronym com- uh, thingies in countries have been royally abusing the lack of encryption. And that, that has to color our discussion. So the, to a large extent, you say, okay, you think we should trust a government with this power. However, the government have proven themselves to be completely
3: untrustworthy. And that's something yeah, that I don't want to, be to trust a government with any power. I just don't want them pestering companies for this. I, I like it the way it is. I think we throw away the key and they've got, to, they've got to figure out new ways to process criminals. And if criminals can protect this data because they have the technology, then, you know, so be it. You know, I don't like the idea of
0: yeah, absolutely. free I don't. I think
3: access that, back backdoors and mandated yeah, I, think, back doors and- I, I
0: think I think the process of protecting the people and making sure the laws are working has got to be looked at and they've got to do it in a different manner to be able to, you know, be able to either stop them in the first place or have another way of capturing them.
1: Another data point that should be thrown in here, and I wish uh, – if I knew we were going to have such a good serious discussion, I would have figured – I would have got my source on this, but – If you measure how much information is accessible to law enforcement now compared to a decade ago, compared to two decades ago, compared to three decades ago, once you take the picture away from like five years, where there is obviously a drop, because since the Snowden revelations, things have been locked down. But if you zoom out, actually, the police have access to more than they have ever had before. It it, it is not that everything has gone dark. (laughs) We're a long way from that. So you know,
0: yeah, we've got to be careful on that score, though. I would have thought, and I don't know the source, um, Bart. So forgive me, but yes, they've probably got access to a lot more data than they ever they've ever had before. But is it the right data?
1: Oh, a lot of it is. So I think it, there's a great article in the New Yorker that listener Brendan Finan linked me to, basically explaining how each of the recent terrorist incidents have the intelligence agencies have had the data to catch those people through means that would not be obviated by what people you know what's happening now it's right. just that the data wasn't put together so the data was yeah. lack of data is not the problem the problem yeah. is lack of interpretation of the data and uh, to sort of conflate it yeah. and say that the problem is not enough data is out there is actually missing the point
3: right. I, I would probably go further to even say that very likely that the problem is too much data and they don't know how to process <laughs> oh, it. They don't who, understand who how the to American, put it together.
1: Was it the previous I mean, head of, of the FBI or the NSA who said that I want the whole haystack? We're trying yeah. to find the needle in the haystack and I want the whole haystack. In other words, I want all the data and then we can deal with it later.
0: The, the problem is by the time he finds the pin, it's too late.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. People, and, just haven't,
2: people just haven't got the concept, have they, of the, of the vast amount of data that it actually is i mean talking on a much smaller scale um i used to do um reports on our telephony system at work uh and sometimes people would ring me up and said would say something like could you give me um details of the calls that we made the company made last last Mm. month and i'd say um you know that's half a million calls don't you (laughs)
3: <laughs> and they'd say, "Oh <laughs> uh.
2: and I think it's that sort of I think it's that sort of thing isn't it? Mm. Mm. everyone oh, yeah. thinks it's it's just a matter of plugging into the right bit of information, or whatever, but actually it is needle and haystack time yeah.
1: and another thing I think we need to throw into discussion as well is it, it it hasn't happened here in this discussion, but when you see this discussion happening at the larger level, you will often see people try to simplify it as encryption is about being a terrorist if you're encrypting stuff you're doing something wrong (laughs) right (laughs) and actually no what encryption is actually about is protecting yourself from the bucket loads of digital crime that's out there and protecting yourself from this digital world is the equivalent of having a lock on your door and so forth it is about protecting yourself from crime infinitely more than it is about the aberration that is a few people abusing modern technology to do evil
0: yeah, the, yeah, but so, they do. They, they kind of use that as the the root in, though, don't they? They, oh, they use do. That, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, and it's it that what, that does wind me up. It's always pedophile. Yeah, yeah. You must be a pedophile because you're, you're using. Yeah, yeah, that does wind me up slightly. Yeah, it
3: winds well, me up a little it, more than slightly. <laughs> it's the same <laughs> argument we have when we talk DRM. You know, it's yeah. the same yeah. exact Ooh. thing, just with different technology.
1: Yeah, and it mm-hmm. is ultimately right because it is possible to have two front doors. It's not really a technical discussion. I mean, I could write you up an algorithm to do it right now using public key crypto. It's not a technical problem; it is entirely a political problem, and mm-hmm. that means it's messy as all hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, I that was actually a really good discussion. Thanks, guys. Um, I'm going to move us on into another type of security, which is. Um, Thankfully, this is a good news story, because when I put this, so, this into, the, into the show notes at first a few weeks ago, I was afraid that this was going to be a bad news story. So, Thunderstrike is the fancy nickname. It is now apparently law that if you have an exploit, you must give it a cutesy name. Hurt, <laughs> bleed, seems to have been the trigger for this. But anyway, so Thunderstrike. Can I, can
0: I now say at the end, I've got another name for it, but I'll leave it until okay. the end because it's, okay. it's apropos Ooh. at the end of the story.
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm on tender hooks now. Um, tender hooks, even. Um, so, Thunderstrike was a vulnerability in the firmware of Macs. And it came about because of the way, in particular, the firmware of Thunderbolt tied into the firmware in general. And there was a sort of a way you could wheedle in and get around the protection. So, the firmware on your Mac is supposed to protect itself from being updated. And in that way, it stops your Mac having what's called a boot kit, which is basically malware that gets in before the OS is even thought about being loaded. And obviously, if the machine is malicious before you ever get to the OS, all bets are off. And the the researchers explained how you could do it using the firmware for Thunderbolt. And they also said, and to close the door, all you would have to do is fix this little thing here. And Apple went, okay, great, thanks very much. And they fixed it. <laughs> and so OS 10, 10.10.2 includes this fix which basically closes the door and it also makes it impossible to downgrade your firmware to the older versions of the firmware which is obviously a way you could still make the attack work because if, if the firmware would let itself be downgraded then it could be got around yeah. but it doesn't yeah. so well done Apple and, So let's, uh,
0: call it, let's call it Thunderstruck
1: Thunderstruck, I like it yeah. In the past,
0: in the past you see yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> it is also a and reason ca- to keep your Macs up to date because if you're on 10.9 you didn't get this
0: no so and and very quickly mm-hmm. adam i've got the owc uh, thunderbolt 2 dock coming
3: so uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I'd, sorry anyway i don't want, want to one. try anyway.
3: that out so bad
1: <laughs> i think everyone just has a duck envy now <laughs> that's it's the so, only time i'll get it, there, it's apparently. the only time i'll get people
0: to get envious so that's why i
1: said it well enjoy um, I wonder, will anyone get envious of Windows 10? <laughs> okay, I, I have the first thing in the show notes here. Holograms, right? That's oh just a gimmick, right? That's a gimmick that they're saying will come out in the Windows 10 timeframe, which means sometime before Windows 11. So really, that was just media bait, and that's actually not of any real interest, frankly. But the actual OS is of interest, I think. Yeah. Mm. Um, mainly because I think it shows that Microsoft has at the very least realized they were off course and are making a pretty concerted effort to get back onto a sane course. Um, caught my eye is a focus on this concept of a universal app, which does remind me of continuity quite a bit. But again, it's a sound, solid idea. As you move from big screen to little screen to tiny screen, your data should come with you. And that is Microsoft's thinking too, so that's progress. Uh, the price was pretty good. If you have Windows Seven or Windows Eight Point One, you're paying out for it. That seems reasonable. And the thing that made me smile the most of the whole kitten caboodle: Goodbye Internet Exploder. hello Project Spartan.
3: Yay! Yeah, the sooner that. But who cares? Too late.
1: Uh, well, anyone stuck on a Windows tablet surely must be delighted that there is a modern yeah, browser yeah. experience marching. Anybody
3: them. working in an office probably cares too.
1: Well, yeah, especially if you're in a place that doesn't allow you to install Firefox or Chrome or anything else, yeah.
3: I think most IT departments who are smart, though, are install those for their employees. and.
1: Well, they do these can you, days. can you
3: remove IE? And remove IE if they're smart. If you could. I don't even know if you can you remove can IE. You, remove can. It. You, you can sort of kind of remove
1: it. You can disable it. But it's, it, bits of it are always there because that's how the OS right. knows what HTML yeah, yeah. is.
2: The company I work for obviously aren't smart.
1: (laughs) Well, you see, they have the other, right? Because if you have software that was written in the evil 1990s, the chances are it will only work in IE because it's going to have client-side VB scripting and all sorts of...
3: It's a mess. Yes, it is. Well, Well, so how does it Actually, so that brings up a good question I hadn't thought about. So how does this fit in? If they get rid of IE and you have corporations that have that sort of stuff that depends on IE...
1: Or one would imagine how, a legacy how, mode. How do you,
3: do you deal with trick? that if you want to go to Windows 10? Or SharePoint.
1: <laughs> well, no, but one would imagine there's a, it's a legacy mode. Like, even in IE9 or whatever the current version is, there's a little header you can set that says, trip me into IE6 mode so that I will misinterpret all the CSS here. Right. I, I've got to
0: say, uh, Windows, I mean, Microsoft are probably the, the experts in legacy stuff, aren't they? So, right,
3: yeah. That is true. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: So I mean, have they said, or we don't know? I mean, we'll find out, I guess. If there's some sort of legacy path, uh, but I mean, that's and, and, been their challenge, right? Is uh, mm-hmm. sorry, IT departments and corporations are very, very slow to update Windows. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, th- th- why would they not be slow to update Windows? You met Windows eight, right?
0: And <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, I had to answer a FaceTime call very quickly. Did did um, you mentioned about Windows ten? To be free, I assume. Um, did. Th- did, I, did I hear right that enterprise, it may not be free?
1: You did hear that, right? And I, the complexities, as all Microsoft licensing... Uh, they, right. Right. Okay. Ah! Okay, we, leave
0: it mo- moving on.
1: <laughs> no, we, I have the misfortune... Of, well, no, my department has the misfortune of having to deal with Microsoft licensing, and I'm not on that particular project team, and I am de-bloody-lighted. <laughs> because the different licensing options are enough to make... Anyone's head explode. So I the chances are there's something weird afoot in the wind, but I don't know exactly what the specifics are. Um
3: Cortana coming to the desktop. That surely is a nice touch. Hello, Apple. Can can we like take a note here? Yeah.
1: Why is Siri not on my Mac? Yeah. How is Siri not on my Mac? What? (laughs)
2: Um, I thought it was quite interesting, actually, to, uh, to watch it, because I think they said quite clearly that the demo that they were doing wasn't really a demo. <laughs> what I. does that mean? <laughs> well, they weren't actually running it live. Oh. They were doing something else.
1: Well, I can make um, Siri seem very intelligent that way.
2: Well, exactly. Uh, I, I, that's what I thought when I was listening to it. I thought, yeah, but this isn't real, is it?
1: <laughs> but you see, de- live demos of speech recognition can go horrifically wrong. Truth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it was a version of... Was it Dragon Dictator? Who was it? Where they were trying to do dictation in front of a live audience and Dear Auntie became Murder Mother or something horrific. <laughs> it, it went downhill from there and the more the audience laughed, the worse and more esoteric the translation became. Yep. So I can see why you might not do it that way. Uh,
3: I've done it live for user groups. It's not, it's not always fun.
1: I, I, I really wish... I really wish
2: speech recognition was as good as it's made out to be. But
3: someday, someday. Yeah, maybe. It's gotten pretty darn good, huh? you know. It's well, I think environment, it on... environment it plays a big factor.
1: Yeah, yes. my Irish brogue yes. is not friends with it. Yeah,
2: I think in... it depends on your accent quite a lot because whenever I try to use it, I end up, in all honesty, I, it's completely unusable for me because after 10 minutes, I'm laughing so much about what <laughs> I,
1: what it thinks I said. That I can't, I can't work at all. <laughs> I also feel daft talking to my devices. So, with the exception, the only time I use Siri is when I'm cycling, and because, and that actually, to be honest, actually, the fact that Siri works when I'm cycling on a hands-free headset is actually kind of impressive. To be fair to it, but I only ask it very specific questions, like "What time is it?" and it usually manages to get the answer right. I must mm-hmm. admit, I
2: was, I was on my way home um, uh, uh- uh, from um, the city centre a little while ago. And uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and um, I was going past um, the Villa ground, Aston Villa ground, mm. it's, a fo- it's a football club. And um, there, were, there were lots of people around, obviously Aston Villa fans, but there were people in another color. And I, um, so I switched on my Android and said, um, hey, Google, who's playing Aston Villa today? And it said, Bournemouth are playing Aston Villa today. I thought, well, oh, that's quite cool. I've never used it before. That, but on that occasion, it worked.
1: That's quite nice, actually, yeah. yeah. Now, what gets poor Siri completely confused is Irish surnames. Ah, uh, right. <laughs> and we have a lot of them here. Um, because they don't sound like they're written, right? <laughs> yes. right. Who does funk it, eh? But yeah, I know. Funny? I mean, you... <laughs> yeah, I can understand my name getting them confused, but you know, very Irish names like Gochran are these things where you've G Hs in places that the English language yeah. doesn't expect them to be. It yes, just just completely... just throw
2: a random random collection of letters together.
1: <laughs> yeah, as serious things, Peter Gangharn, which I think is hilarious. I don't think Peter yeah. thinks is as funny, but I think it's hilarious.
3: The worst thing Apple did for me with Siri was to remove the Raise to Talk feature. So you were mentioning, you know, you don't use it because you feel awkward using it. Mm. That was always my workaround is I'd use Raise to Talk. So if I needed Ah. to do a Siri command, it looked like I was just talking on the phone, which is pretty socially acceptable this day and Ah. age, depending upon where you're doing it. You know, not in the middle of, you know, a dinner. Yes. You know, having dinner with someone. But, you know, when you're just walking around, waiting in line or something like that. Um, And they removed that feature, which just bummed me out. So. That's terrible. Yeah. Why would you... Okay, that's unfortunate. Uh, there, the reason was... There, there is a reason for it. I can't remember why. And it made sense once I found out. Because it conflicted with another, basically, action. Um, but still, it was a bummer.
1: That is still a bummer. Um, what I think is probably of interest to gamer-type people is Xbox One in-home streaming. Could I, any gamers on the panel?
0: Um, That'll be a no not, No, not here
1: yeah, Well, in work my colleagues What like Windows and like gaming Were absolutely delighted and their eyes went pop So,
0: so does this mean that you how, What does this actually mean then? You can right, actually you, stream the game that you're playing Or you can play right. it on another device So
1: you have an Xbox As My understanding And if I need to yeah. make another correction At the start of the February show Do please email in my understanding is that you have an Xbox sitting somewhere on your network, and it has a game on it, and you then go to your Windows machine and say, i bring up right. that game here, would you please? And it will.
3: Wherever you are, or yes. just. Right. Okay. On your, on your Windows machine. So it's yeah. basically, you know, like, um you know, yeah, the, the, yeah, it's the Xbox is ser- serving as a serv- server for your game, yeah. and your PC is now the dumb terminal. Yeah. And cool. you have full ability to play the game wherever you are or you're think it works with the tablets and stuff too right if you have a surface yes. yeah.
1: is it is it me or is actually microsoft they're doing a lot of good stuff you know yes this, this, i like this this is good and continuing the theme of doing good stuff they're they're going to convert skype into their iMessage like thing where it will avoid you sending sms's and stuff like that and instead try to save you money by using skype wherever possible which has the advantage, of course, over iMessage that Skype is not platform locked in.
2: Mm. Have you ever noticed that when people say that Microsoft are doing good things, they lower their voice and say it really quietly? Well, that's because, because, they, because it's, really, they, it's because it's it's to emphasise it. You see, I was going to, oh, say, right. to stop it. I, I thought it was I thought it was to, uh, because they were not to stop the if they said it too loud that <laughs> it would go horribly wrong.
1: <laughs> oh, they stop! <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them it's working. <laughs> <laughs> they might change something. Um, if you'd like to play along with all of this new shiny, you may do so on the desktop now-ish um, and on the phones in February-ish, which I guess is sort of now-ish too. So basically, in the next few weeks, you'll get to play along with this. It's a preview release, so I imagine there's more cool stuff to come before it goes out for real. But uh, it was nice to see... Obviously, they really felt they had to get away from 8, so they went straight to 10. But it seems reasonable. Um, the next quote-unquote big story. To be honest, I had sort of put in as filler because I didn't think four stories would be enough, uh, given that we've been recording for an hour and six minutes. That was wrong. Um, but anyway, we should just mention that Apple are continuing to hire people uh, from Burberry, among others. So Chester Chipperfield, which is a wonderful name, is coming to Apple Great for name. special projects. So HP... he's not—he's not from the circus, is he? <laughs> I don't believe so. But All right, it could be. Who knows? <laughs> just. Um, also, some chap from HP has been hired in to try Goose Corporate Sales. Not sure how that will go. And Mickey Drexler is retiring from the board. So, quick stories. Um, I don't think we want to spend too long on most of these, but just to say that Apple have bought music and analytics firms Symmetric, so maybe iTunes will stop sucking. Uh, maybe. Uh, that would be good. That Aaron Sorkin film that we all assumed would never happen is happening. In fact, it's happening right now. There's, like, cameras and everything. And they have a film star, the good Irish actor, Michael Fassbender, will be playing Steve Jobs. So that is happening.
3: <laughs> have you seen the production shots that have been leaking out?
1: I was uh, looking at a few today with, with, with a colleague who's, who's a film buff and he did not seem impressed.
3: Yeah, neither him nor Seth Rogen look anything like the part. So I'm very much hoping that the good writing and acting quality can overcome the fact that they did—I think casting-wise, they they fell very short in terms of finding people that actually look like the uh, the people they're portraying. But that shouldn't matter trying, with good though. writing. <laughs> yeah, that shouldn't matter with good writing and good acting, hopefully.
1: No willing suspension of disbelief and so forth, if if, if yeah. they can get into it. So yeah, but they're gonna have to—they're gonna have to act. I mean, the th- it,
0: yes. Well, that's good because if you think the theory of everything, everybody is convinced that the actor in that is the person he's portraying. So, yeah. you know, it, you, you just, yeah.
1: We'd and also we'll Ashton Kutcher looked the part and look how that turned out. <laughs> Therefore, <laughs> I this was mind
3: that movie too much. Honestly. <laughs>
1: um, Apple briefly, the news story was going to be that Apple gets rid of free stuff on iTunes. It went away for a week and came back and it's all new and shiny now. And it's not just one free song. It's a different way of doing free stuff. So if you want to have fun, go into the iTunes store and see what you can get for free. Uh, and then apparently half the planet went bunkers at Apple because they had the goal to buy a company they needed. So Apple bought the fingerprint company Authentic. And because of that, they deprived Nexus 6 users of a fingerprint scanner. <laughs> well, maybe if it was so important, you should have bought the technology. Just saying. So, what is being portrayed as Apple are evil is actually Apple are a really smart company who know how to make stuff go. So, well done, Apple, for buying the right technology and making it work. And uh, then finally, Samsung have decided that Apple Pay is a good one. Therefore, Samsung Pay is on the way. Yay! <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> as long as i can use samsung pay on my iphone that's fine
1: (laughs) oh jeez i just realized i skipped over or did i accidentally delete from the show notes the story that made me go completely batshit yes i Uh, skipped over hail mary is that hail mary yes so blackberry have decided they know the answer to their problems they're going to (laughs) redefine net neutrality to mean everyone has to write apps for our abandoned forgotten platform (laughs) wow that company never ceases to entertain me in its death throes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you very much, Paddle. That was a thoroughly enjoyable chat, and hopefully the listeners enjoyed it too. And um, Before we wrap up, just to say thank you very much to everyone who supports the show. You can find us over at let's-talk.ie. There are two big blue buttons that say support us on Patreon. The way that works is basically you become a patron of the show. Every show I manage to get out, you, can, you pledge X amount of money. You know, the idea is it's not for big donations. The idea is it's for small, regular donations, which are really convenient because it makes it easier for me to plan for stuff. And then there's also a giant big PayPal button for people who just want to give a bigger donation, which is perfectly fine, and they're very much appreciated. Now, I mentioned this on the photography show mid-month, but basically because of the joys of the European Union and the fact that Ireland have a regressive tax system like you wouldn't believe, what's happened since the 1st of January is that if you're a European citizen... When you buy something digitally anywhere in the world, you now have to pay the rate of VAT of your home country, which for me is 23 bloody percent. I used to pay no VAT on foreign stuff I bought in America for you know, web hosting and domain registration and stuff, and now I have to pay 23%. So my bills have kind of gone up 23%. So if there's anyone who's been sort of on the fence about whether or not they should support the show, if 23% more people would support the show, it would be greatly appreciated because I'm a little cranky about that. Anyway, thank you to everyone who has supported the show and I hope people are enjoying it. So, panel, thank you very much for giving of your time and of your energy today. Um, going in reverse order, Adam, do you want to tell people where they can listen to
3: more of your work? Sure, yeah. You can, of course, find it on iTunes. Just search for MacCast or check out the website at maccast.com. Um, and then also, if you're more into ios e type stuff, check out the ios show at the ios that's a show i do with michael johnston and jeff gamut from mac observer and it's more ios focused so cool. there you go
1: excellent um, if i'm remembering this right it should be nick next nick do you want to give out some links uh
2: yes just my uh, twitter which is spligosh s-p-l-i-g-o-s-h excellent and finally gaz yeah, I'd,
0: I'd like to say I like listening to the iOS show, Adam, because occasionally you get really cranky on that. So, yeah. <laughs> listen, go, <laughs> you can, It's a little you, more loose than my show, Yes, yeah. yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, mymac.com where you can find uh, myself and Guy basically talking dribble each week. I was
1: going to say, speaking of loose, <laughs> <laughs> I mean that as a compliment, by the way. I know, I know, I know. We try was to make dri- it fun.
2: Was that dribble or drivel?
1: Well, either or, really. <laughs> oh, Z, 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 Z. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and you're still not sure, are you? I, I, you? Your show has genuinely made me not know how to say that letter. I just get it wrong everywhere. If I'm talking to an American, I, I, I think I'm saying it the European way, but I'm actually saying it the American way. Everyone who works thinks I'm nuts, because the letter Z or Z has me completely in a twist now. And it's entirely your fault, so thanks. Good. I'm <laughs> pleased. I've accomplished something in my life. <laughs> um, also, you guys, the show is on the Stoplight Network, which is also the network that hosts this show. So uh, the chances are very high that about 10 seconds from now, you're going to hear Guy and Gaz do something very silly on the bumper that's at the end of this show. <laughs> so uh, there you go. I've been your host, Bart Bushots. You can find me at bartb.ie. And until next month, happy computing.
3: listening to another great podcast in the stoplight network
0: so guess. <laughs> sorry Be- i'm just boogying <laughs> out to that you know, well that's playing is, you know i'm shaking so my head catchy. I'm, shaking my ass. <laughs> mm. I'm shaking my ass ass i'm shaking <laughs> my ass ass i'm shaking
2: my ass ass.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Guy's
0: joke. Guy's <laughs> joke.
2: <laughs> Mostly clean.
0: <laughs> I do have a tip for you. It's a very, very quick one. That's why we've been going on about nothing. Oh, no change there. Um, <clears throat> yeah.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm interrupting Can I do you this again. tip? I'll be... Yes, I'll be quiet now. Daz's tips. Guy's jokes. Only, thank goodness, on the My Mac podcast.